Podcast that rewatches, reviews, and removes the man with melty powers from dangerous situations for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this time we're covering Agents of Shield, Season 3, Episode 1, Laws of Nature. Original air date, September 29th, 2015. Uh-huh. And a quick reminder, since this is the season premiere, uh here's the the IMDb summary uh, of this episode alone. I don't know why I called out that this was a season premiere. <laughs> this is nothing different. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we do this every time, but okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Director Phil Coulson and Agent Daisy Johnson lead the charge as S.H.I.E.L.D. researches the world for more powered people in the aftermath of the epic battle with Ying and her army of Inhumans. However, Coulson and the team soon find out that they are not the only group looking for these new Inhumans. Dun dun dun! Uh, I wouldn't call it an army. Remember, she had like three guys working for her. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, one no. of them was literally it was an army. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess we don't really know the the limit to her powers, but mm-hmm. she, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we actually jump into this, Tony, I just kind of wanted to like, like I guess talk about the season a little bit. Like, not like. Um, not like get into the season as a whole, but like everything that we kind of got up to here. Um, you know, I just kind of wanted to mention a few things. Uh, I kind of like that you, the so season you're saying you want to rewind. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yeah. The whole thing. Yep. On brand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. No, I just, you know, I, I like that this season picks up right where the previous one ended off, like kind of in a good way too. like, it's been, it's been some time, but it's, it's literally, a, it, it feels exactly like it's a continuation of the, the previous story. It wasn't like, hey, they did this thing, and then it stopped, and so it, it actually makes sense. Like, it's it's going, and even though it's a completely other season, it's other storyline, it's it, it actually does fit like it's a continuous run. I have no yeah. idea if this was always a plan, but it feels like it was. They did it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I keep wanting to bring up uh, when we get to either a season premiere or season finale of agents of shield is i am so glad that this show is still on the air the ratings for the show itself are very <laughs> low um they're at oh and i could have sworn i wrote this down but i guess i i didn't uh when i looked up like the the season premiere this episode that we're going to talk about it was at something like three or four million people watched it as far as nielsen ratings which i have no idea how trustworthy those are these days with you know the internet and all that but yeah mm-hmm. and i have no idea how that compares to other things but I, I know that newer seasons of the show itself are on like two million people so yeah yeah it's it's well for a premiere it's not terrible numbers but i know it tends to go down a lot throughout the season mm-hmm yeah. I wonder. Everyone comes back with renewed hope, which I don't. I not a bad thing. I, we both love this show. It's my favorite show on TV. But it's like, oh, there's way too much backstory. I'll just give up for now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I I also I I never fully understand why when I look at those ratings, the season finales always have 
way way higher ratings like is, is that just people who like dvr it did they catch up and they, they watched it that night or or what i don't fully understand why people are coming or are they just doing what you just said of coming in and you know instead of missing a whole previous season now they're missing like the actual season itself of you know everything leading up to that that just feels worse yeah i i never understood that that's uh, true it seems to be across the board for a lot of tv shows where the f- premiere and the finale are bigger numbers and i agree i, I get the premiere the finale not so much <laughs> maybe it's more like oh it's a big deal appointment television you know something big is going to happen where usually they could dvr it and not really worry about twitter or whatever spoiling them that's true yeah spoilers uh do really suck so yeah mm-hmm. all righty uh last thing i just wanted to say um god let's see this is uh oh i've already lost track we're we're past our 100 episode mark anyway we're 100 some odd episodes into this podcast and i'm glad that 105 we're 105 episodes of this and i'm glad that we can finally call sky daisy again because she uh i was gonna say i was thrown off every time i take notes now because i'm used to calling her sky again Uh like damn it (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and we were kind of like not, we didn't want to say things and all that stuff in the past. Like, ugh, I mean, still, you know, not doing spoilers, but, but yeah, like I, I'm with you. I was thrown off again, and I'm just gonna end up back into the calling her Daisy, and we're like, ah. So, anyway, <laughs> I guess I'm happy. I, I don't, I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's over the I'm weekend. Confused. I I spent a couple of hours playing uh, on my Switch, and I got a I got a Pro controller for playing with the uh, Super Smash Bros. Yep. And then later that night, I was watching a, a movie with my wife on the Xbox. And so I was hitting A and it like, like, oh, I, something's wrong with, with the app to, to watch the movie. I'm just trying to hit play and it was leaving. And I it, I did that for about two minutes straight and I ended up closing the app. And all of a sudden, it turns out I completely forgot that the Switch and the Xbox, the A and the B buttons are mm-hmm. flipped. So yep. on the Xbox, I kept hitting B. So, yay. <laughs> yep, I do the same thing with my PS4 and my Switch. Because <laughs> I have a Pro Controller too. Yeah, it's, it's, you adapt really quickly, and then you completely forget what you knew half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, that is a good thing about humans, right? We adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel the same way about this show. You know, we're rewatching it after, you know, covering the first season six years, six some odd years after... We had forgotten so much. It's because we're just adapted to the new way the show is. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird um, in a couple months when it comes back on the air and we're going to forget what happens in season like four and five when season <laughs> six comes back on. <laughs> That's true, yes. Because we're going to be watching that in real time. And then we'll have to wait a few years to talk about it. Probably roughly the same amount of real time. Oh, no longer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah no six that's years. right that's you're right, right. Yeah. we didn't start recording the show right away mm-hmm. after it. yeah okay <laughs> all righty cool uh you you ready to jump into it start talking about the yeah. episode itself all yeah right. cool all right so this episode was kind of a pain to break apart into pieces as tony and i were kind of already talking about before we started recording <laughs> so i did my best we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how this goes There'll probably be a lot of confusion. Anyway, let's start off with the beginning. A random man is running around scared in downtown big city 
After developing powers he can't control, after being chased by mysterious armed men, he is saved by the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After some time, we get some exposition to set up the story. People are turning into inhumans from fish oil tablets, but not dying. The new guy is named Joey, and S.H.I.E.L.D. has a kick-ass mobile container unit that can contain powered people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. Joey, who's kind of freaking out and has made it surprisingly far from his apartment unit. It, it seemed like when we kind of get that shot of where he was from and like in the center of downtown. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was kind of, that was, that was at least a nice fun or maybe a fun, but that was, that was a nice opening, right? We, we get to the <laughs> he, season. He's not career. having fun. Yeah. yeah. Him, <laughs> okay. Him. No, but, but for, for an action show, we are starting with some action. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh, first note was kind of what city is this because as i could tell from your imdb summary <laughs> um, you didn't know either uh <laughs> it's it's definitely seattle as i realized a few seconds later um because you could see the space needle and then later, later he sees headlines and it says like destruction seattle or something ah okay i missed those yeah both of those w- but so that makes me think: Are is Seattle not important enough for the Avengers to save? <laughs> How big a city does it need to be? Seattle's a major city. <laughs> well, it needs to be within driving distance of where they live, and they I they mean, live in Manhattan. Just Captain so. America, yeah. <laughs> Iron <laughs> Man can make it from Iraq or from California to Iraq in like twelve seconds. <laughs> but no, Which probably means War Machine can do the same, and no idea about Vision, probably, but probably probably something. Vision, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like harping on the fact that the Avengers don't show up during major catastrophes, but come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I would count this as a major catastrophe. Well, I mean, I the way that opening shot when we see outside Joey's apartment and there's like smoke and stuff. And I mean, I would think at least pa- if there's a powered person, the Avengers would be involved right that's that's fair i mean they're they're we're at a point now where i think or as far as you know the scene that we're talking about like there were at least one maybe more helicopters in the air mobilized like watching this guy whatever this then i already forgot the name but that that military unit that shows up trying to take him they showed up pretty quickly so mm-hmm. no idea what their resources are in, in full but they they were able to to get to him plus you know the agents of shield they got there too yeah so was it atcu or actu uh the you know i wrote it down i just have to scroll way to the bottom of my notes atcu there we go yeah the ATCU. Yep. advanced threat task unit Nope, because nope. that's not a C. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, we both do the same thing. We go through the letters in our head like, nope. Well, then I don't know what it stands for, but I do know Isn't it's it ATCU. Ad, advent, like Advanced Threat Containment Unit or something like that. That, that sounds a lot. I, I did look it up also mm-hmm. um, okay. when I watched this episode yesterday. Did not remember <laughs> what they called it. Uh, Anyway, at least we know for sure it's it's those four letters, ATC. So, yeah, there's yeah. that. <laughs> uh, um, maybe, and I'm, I'm you know going with a fan theory, maybe the, the Avengers didn't show up because at this point in time, they know that Coulson is alive and S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing its thing and they're, they're letting S.H.I.E.L.D. take care of, you know, powered people like Inhumans. 
eh. I I don't. I mean, I feel like Alicia right there. Eh. Yeah, that's um, fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> don't feel like Cap would just let. You know what? You take care of it. Tony might. Um, literally only Tony might. I don't see anyone else would be just like, yeah, you guys can take care of it. We'll just sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. That, that's that's fair. I just like I said in the past. I think it happens at some point, and I'm just trying to pinpoint when that happens. So, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your uh, your your thoughts on that one. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so so Joey's walking around. Uh, some mysterious military people try taking him. They're all holding him at gunpoint. He narrowly escapes for a little bit by melting all of their guns from however far he was, and then is rescued by. Uh, Daisy, Mac, and Hunter. Yeah, and Hunter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I can't believe I didn't bring this up last season. So, Inhumans get really weird powers. It's not like punchy powers or flying <laughs> powers. They get like, um, power, uh, earthquake powers or teleport with no eyes powers or melty powers. Mm-hmm. What would you hope your inhuman power would be? Just your really weird power. <laughs> uh, God, you know, we, we got to ask each other these to get ready for these questions before we start recording. Because going on the nope. spot, this is uh, I've, I've got nothing good. Oh, great. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, damn, you know, all the powers I can think of, they're all like the standard ones. Basically, the X-Men ones, right? You know, being psychic or something. Yeah, well, even uh, the X-Men have weird powers, too. Yeah. Very similar in human. <laughs> I mean, I would go for something like... I mean, if the thing is, it's always a terrible trade-off. Something terrible happens where you get these cool powers. Like, you know, blindness or breaking or your bones shatter. I feel like I would be able to make tacos appear, but they'd be too hot to eat, and I would just burn. And it'd uh. be like this terrible trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd always have to have plates around. <laughs> uh, so I, I was going to say something about the Inhuman powers, but that's uh, that, that's a little bit in the future. So I don't. I, I know it's in this season, but I don't want to jump into it too far. So, okay. um, I, I don't know. You know, if I if I could think of something, it'd probably be really cool to do something electrical. Right there was um. Uh, oh, you watched Heroes. We talked about that in the past. Yeah. The the kid who could talk to computers and stuff and get it to do his mm-hmm. things. Uh, I think that's a cool a cool thing. Convince electronics to to do your bidding, yeah, yeah. which but, I can kind of do now. Horrible trade off be. Um, the horrible trade off would be that I have to type out all of those instructions. It's kind of like what my <laughs> day job what is right do. now. Mm-hmm. So you would automatically know what to do, but you'd have to manually input what you need to do. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's a terrible trade-off. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like my day job right now, but no, no, that's it. That's exactly my day job. Yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't work perfectly because, you know, I'm the one making it do those things. So, yeah. Yeah, but here it would work perfectly, and that's the power. Oh, okay. That would be way better. I would like yeah. that. <laughs> uh. Okie doke. Um, anything else on this this part? Um, are we talking about their, like, Willy Wonka's magic elevator yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get on to that. So let's let's move on to this this cool container unit thing and all of that. And and uh, eh, once we're there, we'll we'll move on to kind of some of the stuff on the bus. But yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember if it was right here or a little later when they actually get on the plane. But Sky says it's made out of polytechnic adaptive material. Uh-huh. Which to me means a magic box. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's 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 just it's a... long sounding words, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same stuff that they used for the bus's interrogation room, right? At least it has the same shapes. So I assume it's the same thing. Yeah, this one's a different color, so maybe it's like more mm. refined, maybe? I'm I'm not too sure. But yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I, the, I the... Know, just like, like oh, they have this magic box that can contain anyone, much <laughs> like they have in the Flash, randomly. Yeah, th- at least this one's a little bit more designed, probably. Um, yeah, for a specific thing. So I, the only reason I think that this container unit is a little bit different is because it flies. It, well, yeah, there's that. That's, <laughs> that's always a cool benefit, right? <laughs> Um, no, it's it's because in the last season we also saw that same technology thing in that that cabin unit that Sky mm-hmm. went to, Daisy went to. Yeah, great. Now I'm, I'm correcting myself too. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and we we got that shot of like, oh, this is where the Hulk was, or someone similar to the Hulk, maybe. Uh, yeah, who's that? Abomination, the Abomination. Yeah. Yeah. What we decided on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and I guess it, I mean, it worked, it held, but at the same time, I don't think, like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm also kind of thinking into the future here a little bit, but I don't think, except maybe one instance that I can think of, that anyone with the power ever actually gets out of the box. I'm sure you're right. I can't remember who that person is, but I'm sure you're right. Okay. Which, which kind of leads me to believe that even someone, you know, Hulk powered from that strong wouldn't do as much damage as what we saw in the in the cabin where you know there was there was a noticeable dent inside of the uh, yeah I mean there. it's also easier to contain someone super strong because you know what that is compared to this random guy who has melty powers who you don't know what he that would ever be a possibility and what he can and cannot melt that's true I've that been... that's where I think part of that name comes in the adaptive part of the name because i I thought that they were describing the that it's like it just knows which is super cool technology it just knows what what i mean when i say magic box yeah oh okay all right (laughs) (laughs) well awesome (laughs) so yeah we're we're gonna see a lot of this box in the future i guess Mm -hmm. now that they don't have the old bus with the interrogation room because they need a new room yep cool (laughs) uh all right so i guess we can move on just a little bit still kind of all the stuff involving joey really um so we get a a Mm. few other things uh we see joey meeting with bobby for the first time she's kind of greeting him explaining the process for what's about to happen she gives him clothes and etc um she explains that she knows all this stuff because of her awesome os int capabilities of looking up stuff on facebook and (laughs) He's yeah. not too happy about his new life, which is fair. Freaking out about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this Facebook making spying easier since 2000, whenever Facebook started. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So complete cool. side note. Um, I learned this like a week or two ago. Um, uh, what's the actor's name? Jesse Eisenberg. So he yes. he had a line in, uh, well, what was that zombie movie? Uh, oh, Zombieland. Um, Zombieland. 
Yeah, yeah. So he had a line in there uh, about uh, something about, oh, you know, one of the nice things about the post-apocalyptic world is, you know, I don't get all those stupid Facebook notifications anymore. Apparently, when he was, like, filming that or reading the script, I don't remember what it was, but um, the director had to explain what Facebook was to him. He didn't know. At the time. Oh, my God. And And I don't remember what year, like, this was filming and all that. I don't even remember what time it came out. But I do... I did look up right after that, that um, the Facebook movie that he stars in came out the year after uh, Zombieland came out. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Mm-hmm. Zombieland was 2009. Facebook, well, it doesn't mean it's popular, but it came out in 2004. I feel, uh, I started, I started Facebook in 2009. How the hell does he not know what Facebook is? <laughs> exactly right at that point in time it was it was pretty big it was beating myspace by enough enough that they yeah. you know made a movie about it a year later yeah <laughs> it's really weird. also that movie does not seem like it's nine years old <laughs> oh god yeah i didn't even realize that now yeah you're right <laughs> huh. i still haven't seen it i might never uh, yeah and it's it's whatever. It's an Aaron Sorkin movie, and if you know Aaron Sorkin, his all his movies are the same. A bunch of really fast talking people talking about politics or business. That's all his movies and TV shows are. Is this the guy that did The West Wing? Yes. Okay, that is on my list to watch. I feel like yeah, maybe I'll just watch. Too. All right, I'll just watch Facebook instead and assume it's the same thing. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, you know who else? doesn't um man i'm really bad at segues so other things about joey in the pod um you know he's just he's not having a good time um uh in the end uh we we kind of the last thing we really see is uh him and and daisy they're kind of sharing a beer at the end of the episode and he's he he's not really enjoying it, but it seems like he's at least getting used to things a little bit. So I know we kind of mm-hmm. skipped over a lot, but there was a lot of the, the same stuff. So if I skipped anything, Tony, feel free to, to mention no. it. Uh, well, we, only thing is Mac being a terrible person, but we don't really have to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. When when uh, Mac and Daisy were talking about uh, talking to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, actually, I do kind of want to mention something about that scene. Uh, okay. So Mac... I, I, I'm gonna. I'm kind of gonna defend him, but I, I do think that he needs to work on that delivery a lot better as far as mm-hmm. being nicer, because um, everything he said was true, right? He just, uh, yeah, um, yeah. At the end of that scene, because Joey, I think, was about to use his powers or he was attacking. I don't. I don't remember <coughs> exactly what it was, but Daisy has to knock him out using her powers, and it looked like she shook the entire playground by using her powers, Mm -hmm. but they're inside of the container unit. You're right. (laughs) That did not occur to me. (laughs) Well, maybe it's already adapted to Joey and can't adapt to two people. Now that's the thing I was thinking of. The only thing I could think of too, but something to, I guess something to keep in mind, or maybe they have to pre-program the powers that it needs to know. Maybe. I mean, all of this has a bunch of holes in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, I now, guess that's what happens. Multiple, the... hmm? If you put multiple women in that room, could she not multiply anymore? Or does it just make it so... I mean, that's that's her only power. <laughs> what, <laughs> how? 
No, so, it doesn't stop it. It just can't go through the... I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was under the impression that it's not stopping the power. It's just not letting them use the power to escape, to, to leave that room. Mm-hmm. So, huh. Okay. All right, well, that's it for me as far as this stuff featuring Joey. Um, anything else? No, I'm ready to move on to Ross, Rachel, and Monica. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing right there. I was trying to think of how to say uh, Tribbiani out there, but I, I had nothing. All right. <clears throat> so moving on. <clears throat> the Shieldies discuss the new mystery woman on the scene and question why she's taking Inhumans. They discover she's had multiple aliases over the years, but don't know which one is the real her. After setting a trap for her, Coulson and Hunter are themselves trapped. But not to worry, mm. Coulson uses the old fake hand trick to escape. Yep. The old mm-hmm. fake hand trick. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> really prepared. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, one episode in, and he's already he's already using it. So I'm guessing within the past few months, he's probably gotten used to that aspect. I wonder how many times he's had to escape things using that that trick. <laughs> no, he's been thinking about it. Maybe he hasn't been able to do it, but Colson's you know the type of guy who's just like, well, if this happens, I'll just do this and take it off and hit him with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's probably like- just counting down, waiting for it. Yeah, I like uh, the scene when they're in the office looking at all our aliases. You can see in the background the axe that Mac used to cut off his arm is displayed on the wall. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Like I, I noticed the ha- the axe for some reason, but I missed that it. You know what you said that you know that one was the one to cut off the hand. Huh? Yeah, it reminds me of uh, something really stupid I did at work uh, <laughs> last year because I work at a school. I'm head of technology. We've got um 30 uh, hp laptops put them in a cart uh for charging for the sixth graders well i changed is a combination lock uh i changed the lock i changed the combination i closed it and i did not write down the combination so after <laughs> about three days of going from zero 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 all the way up to nine 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 couldn't get the combination <laughs> So I got a little, I forget what this little, like, Dremel sauce, mm-hmm. this little sauce, and, you know, I cut the lock off and bought a new master lock with a key, so I would have to remember a combination, put it on there. And I have that lock that I cut off hanging on the side by my desk to remind myself not to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got a blister on both my thumbs from going through all the combinations on those locks. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you also buy like a lockpick set on Amazon or something to, you know, just in case you lose the just key? In case. <laughs> well, um, no, I do have multiple copies of that key hidden in different places, along with me and the other te- the teacher whose class it belongs to have them on our keychains. Okay, all right. Well, that's yeah. that's good. That's that's still good enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Knock on wood. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, segueing back to this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, mystery woman, we we have there's a lot of information on there about her. Uh, I tried mm-hmm. pausing and reading as much as I could. No, no real clues. I could see nothing really like no cool uh, Easter eggs. So, nothing yeah. there, unless mm-hmm. there was something I completely missed, but I didn't see no, anything. I, I thought she was the anti Fisk, where they couldn't get any information on Fisk. But here, they've got way too much information. Don't know what's real. <laughs> that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So after some time, Bobby says that she found the mystery woman along with a routine that she has. And so once a Mm. week she has this thing and then she spends half an hour on the subway completely unescorted. That's the perfect time to set a trap. Not suspicious at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good old Bobby. So then Coulson and, uh, and Hunter end up, uh, end up going and trying to try to meet her setting their their trap does not work out well for them yeah um they get captured and then uh we find out that hunter is actually better at math than we are (laughs) (laughs) because he keeps pointing out how they're outnumbered and how many teams there are for both of them and he's right in both times and we've never been right in math three times in a row ever so (laughs) That's true. And and he's doing about the same level of math that we are. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, we, we get some information about the mystery woman. Uh, her name is Ro- uh, Rosalind. Uh, she knows quite a lot about Coulson. She knows about Tahiti uh, and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. she she's quite well informed. She probably has a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. info, too, that, that we didn't see, uh, even though it looks like she was never in S.H.I.E.L.D. itself from any of the aliases that we saw previously. Yeah, but if she was part of those, um, like, MI6, and I, they call that out, and I'm assuming, mm-hmm. like, CIA, CIA or other intelligence agencies, they probably she probably combed through a lot of that S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff that uh, Black Widow dropped um, in Winter Soldier. So there's a lot oh. of those secrets are out. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that that, all, that, that was all released. Okay. Yeah, that's true. She was also CIA, NASA, and, uh, quote, special advisor to Congress. Whatever that means. I I thought you said quilt advisor to Congress. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Everyone needs hobbies? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so so this scene really just kind of... Ah, great. You know, now I can't remember that word. Tony, what's that word where, like, everything kind of, like, gets up and up and the escalates uh, crescendo yeah escalate there we go uh it escalates <laughs> i feel like there was another word i was looking for but this this is good enough it's a nice synonym so uh this all escalates to us kind of finding out that uh colson and rosalind are both think the other one is a complete horrible evil person and taking inhumans uh, at least in colson's mind rosalind is taking inhumans in rosalind's mind colson is just taking their hearts and leaving the the corpse, which I feel like is is a much worse thing, or maybe not, depending on where your mind goes immediately. But yeah, no, I mean, it's a worse thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> maybe because I'm an optimist, my mind doesn't go to the terrible, <laughs> terrible things that could be happening. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's kind of nice, right? They're they're immediately this this other group of people aren't uh, immediately evil. Uh, unfortunately, that means that there's now a third thing in the in the mist so uh oh <laughs> i th- i was hoping it was lincoln because lincoln has the electricity powers and if he's evil to get to kill him but <laughs> man you just hate him all right i do i really do uh well i'll tell you what if you have anything else that you want to say about this scene we can keep at it otherwise we're going to move on and talk about lincoln oh son of a bitch does he die <laughs> let's hope he dies keep going all right let's go ahead <laughs> 
<clears throat> All right, so the next scene. Lincoln, Continental, is doing his rounds at a hospital when he's confronted by Daisy and Mac. They want to bring him into S.H.I.E.L.D. to help with the Nubian humans get used to their new life. In a surprising twist, they're all attacked by a monster looking like, or sorry, looking for, quote, the Inhuman. After a short tussle, the Shieldies plus Lincoln fight off the monster. Damn it. <laughs> sorry, I mean, he yay, didn't die. Daisy's yeah. alive. <laughs> yay. Um... Let's see. So I was mean, starting at the beginning. Um, this is apparently not the first time that they've tried to convince Lincoln to come into shield and, and help mm-hmm. them out, help with the, all the new inhumans. And he is not having any of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's lost his faith after, you know, Jiang lied to him. So I wonder if this is like, he was saying before he met Jiang, he was like, kind of aimless didn't know what to do he feels like he reverted back to that mode yeah that's a good point i i didn't think of it from that perspective i was thinking kind of like the uh like someone who was in a cult and then left and realized oh this is way better than being in a cult but what you said makes more sense to me yeah because he seems i mean yeah he he's doing important things he's being a doctor in a hospital but (laughs) he's not enthusiastic or passionate about it from the little we see yeah, he's definitely, uh, eh, it's a job. Oh, well. Well, Which... it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that goes nowhere quick. And then the crazy monster shows up looking for the Inhuman. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, that seems to come out of left field. I mean, yeah, we know what's <laughs> up with that. But... <laughs> Hey, crazy monster is really unusual for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're usually at least humanoid. That's true. I well, try to remember the, the try to remember the last time something not human looking, earthling human looking yeah. showed up. Um, that ice dog that they should have fought instead of the um in the post store <laughs> episode. <laughs> You know, in the alternate reality that I prefer. <laughs> the episode you made up in your mind. All right. Yep, that one. That fan fiction you, that you wrote. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes into some weird places. Don't don't look for it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so we don't get a name for this crazy monster, but I'm just going to call it Blanca. Blanca? And, yeah, Blanca. Okay. Uh, from Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, that's the okay. first thing I thought I of. never played Street Fighter, but I know... <laughs> Now that you know his Street Fighter, I can imagine the person you're thinking of. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know I comple- his name. <laughs> I completely forgot its name. I had to like look it up. It's been so many years since I played any Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a Mortal Kombat or Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Wait, so is he, it Capcom like... Street Fighter? Yeah. No, wait. I don't know... They might have had Street Fighter characters, but it was more like a catch-all of all of Capcom stuff. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. That makes more yeah. sense. Okay. And they had Resident Evil and other things. I don't know. I, I did it for the Marvel. It was Marvel <laughs> versus Marvel for me. <laughs> I very rarely played a Capcom character. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, Blanca is there looking for um, Lincoln or Daisy. Uh, I guess we're not 100%, or I wasn't 100% sure. I don't know if anything made you a bit more sure on that. I mean, I would think it's Lincoln, just because he's at the hospital. Oh, that's true. But, I don't know. Okay. 
but yeah, so he, he finds him. He immediately knows as soon as he sees Lincoln. So mm-hmm. it Blanca has the ability to sense uh, Inhumans, I guess, or see them. Maybe they're a bit shinier in his vision. Yeah, I mean, out. it's like Gordon's vision, remember? He's like, if it's connected to Inhumans, you can see it. Oh, that's right. So maybe it's something similar. Yeah. Huh. All right. So like they, try, they try to stop him, right? Using the electric mm-hmm. and quakey powers. Mm-hmm. And he keeps mm-hmm. moving forward, albeit slowly. If you're in that situation where your superpower is not stopping them, and they're still moving, how long do you keep doing it before you just book it? I've... Yeah, that's a good <laughs> because point. Because it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, at that, eventually you gotta hope it's video game rules, where as soon as you get them down to zero life, they're down. Yeah. But, you know, anything down to one, even, and they're still moving. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our life doesn't work that way, but they're fine, Blanca. So he has video game rules. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. I, I've got nothing. Luckily, Mac showed up and shot it a couple of times with, um, I'm guessing, a real pistol, not an icer. I, I, it, yeah. it seemed like it had a different sound. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that uh, as soon as the, the monster runs off or teleports away in a really cool way, I completely forgot that it even had that power. Um, yeah, so did I. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac teases creating this uh, shotgun axe combo and like that's just a one-off throwaway line and god, I want to see that immediately. I know, right? <laughs> Some <laughs> Shotgun and axe? Some type of axe gun. Maybe maybe we need a better name for that. But yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the I guess the two shieldies and Lincoln um, decide to hunt down the monster after it runs off. And they're, mm-hmm. they're eventually able to, to scare it off enough that it leaves. But, uh, but then they all have to leave. So uh, Lincoln isn't happy because basically his whole life right there was kind of ruined, right? Because his co-worker, at least one of his co-workers, saw him use his powers. So... Um, yeah, I, I guess mean, he doesn't trust her enough to to keep that secret. But yeah, I guess I guess not. I I mean, he probably hasn't worked there for very long, so he doesn't know her that well. Maybe I'd be more pissed at Daisy because every time Daisy shows up, your entire way of life gets ruined. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's two for two on him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, oh, okay, doke. Um. How are you feeling on this? You ready to, to move on to the next thing? I'm actually ready to move back. There's one thing, oh, okay. one important thing I forgot to mention about Coulson and Lance and Rosalind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. It's um, their escape. They pull mm-hmm. out the device and the device does something and they've escaped. Can you, did I miss what that device does? <laughs> um, so I think it's twofold. Um, one, that was the same device that Hunter used at the beginning of the episode to summon the container unit. Okay. So they, oh. th- yeah, they got into the container unit. Yeah. Okay. I uh, think I probably missed the, him summoning it with that device in the first place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's okay. the, at the beginning, he was the one who, who did that when, when Joey showed up or when they got Joey. <laughs> my, my thought was like, do they just have a teleportation device they never use? <laughs> <laughs> But no, so, okay. makes sense. All right, so so it did it did that, and I think the other thing it did was it brought one of those wall hand dryers, uh, so that way 
he could he could escape or you know they could all escape. actually i think that thing is made have a wall hand dryer you make <laughs> it and they didn't create those containment units they're just summoned by wall hand dryers <laughs> they don't know where they're from mm-hmm. <laughs> but they've got magical <laughs> escape technology <laughs> yep uh. they're the strange asgardian technology we've never seen before <laughs> i mean it's a whole other world it, it's possible it could happen. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, re- I'm ready to move on. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, all right. So moving on. Um, let's see. What is this? This is honestly just kind of a filler section of the episode. The stuff I had no idea where it should go. <clears throat> Some episode filler. Uh, Coulson and Bobby talk about the monolith and Fitz. Mac and Bobby talk about Fitz and a new guy from, that they got from the mystery people, Joey. Uh, and finally, Daisy, Mac, and Coulson chat about bringing Joey in on something. And finally, again, because I didn't know I already wrote down, finally, the President of the United States makes a speech about creating a new task force to hunt down powered people. Yep. Yeah. All right. So a good amount of this stuff we've kind of already covered a little bit. We haven't covered anything with Fitz, so we can kind of skip on that. Um, Mm -hmm. But just kind of mentioning a few other things. Uh, We'll start with uh, Coulson and Bobby chatting about the monolith and the fact that uh, Fitz is basically obsessed with with it, so they they all know that Simmons was swallowed up by it, but they don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah, got nothing some... really mm-hmm. to say here. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's true. Um, we get to uh, Mac and Bobby talking about, uh, uh, well, m- mainly talking about Fitz, but also talking about this gun that they took from the the other military people, where we get some information that they seem like they actually have some funds because that gun seems to have every possible cool gadget you can throw into a pistol, I guess. Everything mm-hmm. except for being an icer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 like a gun that Hammer would make and give out, but that actually works. <laughs> so we yeah, know it's not Hammer right. Tech. <laughs> it's, a, it's a kitchen sink gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, at the end, they're actually same same people, Mac and Bobby. They're talking about why Hunter isn't talking to to uh, Bobby there, and uh, which actually just kind of moves on to the next thing where they're talking in the locker room. So they they have this little scene where Hunter and Bobby are chatting, and I I you know I rewound it once and I didn't fully get it. I feel like there was some that they were uh, being. I don't know, subtle about something? I didn't fully understand. But basically, is it Hunter saying that he wanted to get married, but Bobby doesn't? I wasn't sure on that. Yeah, I think uh, Hunter proposed, and then she gave back the ring, saying that we don't want it. I can't do this, or something like that. And he's all about her. But then, okay. yeah. But, but then yeah, she I, asked I for the ring back, because she wants something to hold on to? Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't really following. They were being very vague, and I wasn't really <laughs> following it that well either. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, generic love story stuff happens. Got it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess the main thing is because Hunter is going after quote unquote him. So <laughs> Hunter's going off on his own mission. Bobby really wants to join him, but she can't until her knee is better. So that's a whole thing. Yep. 
And then uh, at the end of this, we we also have the scene about the announcement from the president uh, who references a couple of the MCU movies. Yeah. Uh, Things like uh, what happened with the original Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, etc. And then he announces the ATCU, the Advanced Threat Task Unit. And that's it Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, that's uh, I read that as like the first hints that America is not super happy with powered people and might be the first steps towards the Sokovia Accords, at least from the American point of view. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're right. When when you have like, you know, international law, like what ends up happening with the Sokovia Accords, like it, it makes sense that individual countries are probably going to be doing their own types of things. So mm-hmm. um, I completely forgot that this was even like a thing that happens, like specifically in the US. I, I kept thinking that the Sokovia Accords were like the first of, of that kind of thing. But this makes a lot of sense. So, huh. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Civil War is the next movie, so they've got to start building up to it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so... Yeah, and we're uh, we're not too far away from talking about it. Let's see. Today, with this episode <laughs> coming out, it's, what, April 29th? And I believe Civil War, we're talking about it in February 24th of 2020. So, yeah. We're, we're coming up. We're not too far from that. <laughs> Yeah. I just happen to have the schedule in front of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. April 29th. <laughs> we're on April 29th, 2019. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, less than a year. All right, cool. <laughs> Which also, as far as this episode goes, that movie was less than a year out, right? Because I believe, let's see, we said it at the beginning, right? This episode came out in September of 2015. Uh, Captain America comes <clears throat> out in, what was it, May of 2016? May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much same same kind of thing. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. Uh, you ready to move on to basically the last real storyline, talking about Fitz? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, cool. Uh, I was born <clears> ready. <throat> all right, uh, all not right. Really. I, w- I was born, you know, crying. I wasn't ready for shit. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Agent Leo Fitzgerald visits Morocco, the land of mystery. He tries to make a deal with a mysterious man, but instead runs off in a mysterious car. When he gets back to the playground, Fitz is, yeah, is confronted by Director Phil, son of Cole, who mysteriously knew to wait for him. Coulson tries to convince Fitz to give up on the mystery of Agent Simonsonian's disappearance. Fitz opens the scroll from the mysterious Moroccan, only to find one word, death. In a fit of rage, Fitz takes a shotgun and yells at the monolith. Yeah. I may have gotten a little overboard there with making up their last names. I just, I really wanted it to all fit. But I got to <laughs> yeah. Simmons. Leo, and I Leo Fitzgerald, so, yeah. but his first name's Leopold, so that's an even better name. So you, oh, I think you screwed up there. Damn, <laughs> you're right. Okay. <laughs> oh well. Um. So Fitz is really different. I feel like as far as his character goes, he's he's very targeted towards one thing right now. He's really just wanting to find out what happened to what happened to Simmons. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, we, we've talked in the past or I've, I've, I keep bringing up how each of these characters just grows. And Fitz is one of those characters who I think grows maybe the most or I don't know. I, it feels like, you know, th- this is the kind of the Fitz that it feels like we know more in the future. Um, yeah, because he's a, he's a lot more, you know, on track to do shield types of things, but kind of agent, even though he's not really combat agent but he's he's definitely field agent at this point yeah Fitz definitely goes through the most of any of our shieldies 
Yeah. So he's yeah, definitely so... Uh, more, uh, for obvious reasons, he's more focused than he was at this point last season because he didn't go through new brain damage. And, <laughs> but he's still going cover recovering from a traumatic experience of losing his life partner, even if they weren't romantically involved, which they kind of are. Simmons is definitely his life partner. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, they, they've worked together for, we have no idea how many years, right? They met in the Academy, I think. Mm-hmm. So like they've, they've been great friends or best friends for so long. Like, yeah, <laughs> like even a minimum, not even going, you know, in anything romantic. It's, you know, it's that part. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, so Fitz uh, apparently, and we I guess we kind of skipped over a little bit of this, but it, it seems like Fitz has been at this ever since the last time we saw Agents of Shield, right? Pretty much since the season finale of last year, um, and so so he's constantly chasing down leads. So this one last lead right here, uh, he's he's in Morocco and he's trying to trade something with a with someone and so he makes it seem like he's going to give him uh the uh the splinter bombs that we saw all over last season um and i i did bring i did take note to um that uh i did take note of the fact that um (laughs) fitz actually mentions that those splinter bombs are the same ones that were used in the un attack so We completely, like when we were talking about that episode last time, we both, I think, Tony, completely forgot that there was even a UN attack. And yeah, and it's it's known like it's like it, it makes sense, right? It, it it would if the UN were attacked, like it would be known for years that that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I completely forgot well, again. <laughs> well, yeah, it was they used it like it's a well-known thing because they used it as like examples of why S.H.I.E.L.D. is evil. That's right, because they framed Shield for that one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's known around the world because it was publicized, probably. That's true. Um, yeah, the guy he's trying to uh, trade these splinter bombs to, um, Yusuf. He was actually the actor Edo Moore was actually in the original Iron Man as one of the many terrorists. So I feel like he's been typecast, but just want to call that out for him. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> So turns out that Fitz didn't trust Yusuf or any of the other people. And so those weren't actually splinter bombs. They were uh, some sort of flashbang. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, during that time, Fitz used the uh, couple of seconds to steal the thing that he came to get and run away. So that, that works out for him, luckily. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the rest of those weren't splinter bombs. <laughs> he had one flash bomb and the rest of my bombs and he just left him <laughs> he needed something to to weigh out the rest of i mean of the of the suitcase so yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so fitz gets back to the playground and colson's beating him and colson is really trying to convince fitz to to give up uh on on simmons and it's been months he's been doing he's you know basically completely consumed with that and uh, and colson kind of wants fitz's head in the game doing shield stuff right working for shield not this other stuff because they they need him they were only able to create one super awesome toy in that time you know the uh the container unit thing it feels like yeah i like how you know another little tie-in 
they actually mentioned that they look to see if Simmons was shrunk after the Pym Tech thing from Ant-Man. It's like, hey, still in the same universe, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Nice uh, callback. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Pitt Coulson is... To, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, no, I was just going to... Oh, okay. Yeah, same here. Yeah, <laughs> Coulson was was uh, saying that he was also going to tell Simmons's parents about her death too. So they were they were just going to move on and assume that she's that she's dead. And uh, Fitz basically ends up agreeing, saying, "Yeah, okay." Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, as soon as then... Coulson leaves, he he doesn't. He uh, breaks into the monolith and I guess wants to be taken by the monolith. He ends up yeah, just yelling at it. That he tries to commit suicide by monolith. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, that's basically it. So, all right. Anything else there, Tony? Nope. I'm right. done with that section. Okay. So uh, the last actual thing we get the end credit scene basically, uh, and we see Simmons running around. So we see that she's still alive. She's on what basically looks like some kind of foreign planet or whatever, because there's like two planets in the sky, all that stuff, and she is she is running scared. We can only assume she's been running scared for the last three months. She must be very tired. Oh, yeah. But apparently <laughs> in really good shape. I mean, holy crap. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, um, and with that, that is the episode. So, um, kind of feels like I guess we got a little little too uh, scene by scene there. But, uh, there, you know, that's, that's going to happen on some of these setup episodes, right? So, yeah, not too yeah. bad. But uh, uh, what are we at? We're at 52 minutes right now for the epi- for this podcast episode. So it, it actually feels like this is one of the shorter ones we've done in a while. So <laughs> that's mm-hmm. interesting. We I guess we didn't have as much to say about this, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do we want to score the episode? Oh, I totally forgot. Yes, yes. That's good. Good thinking. All right, Tony. Um, let's say uh, in a scale of one to five splinter bombs, how would you rate this episode? I I would give it like a two and a half. It was kind of boring. It set up a lot of stuff, but I wasn't I wasn't super engaged in this episode. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I would go a little higher. I'd give it a three. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it I mean you know, it's a season premiere. Agents of Shield is definitely a, a overarching storyline kind of show. So it's it's kind of gonna happen with all the season premieres, right? I, I feel like that they're all gonna gonna give you a bunch of info and then you gotta wait to get like everything although i will say i do like that with this show it's usually not until or usually by episode three you've kind of gotten the majority of the story so that's that's always nice i'm trying to think of the premieres in general um season one was a good premiere i mean because Mm -hmm. it's the beginning yeah season two and three i i don't remember being thrilled with season two which one which one was season two See that's the problem. I can <laughs> barely remember what happened. <laughs> okay, um, I think I remember season four. I know I remember season five and thinking no, yeah, similar things. Four, so, out, yeah. out of all the premieres so far, season four is my favorite. I okay, remember that. All right, I I think I remember feeling a similar thing with season four, but I don't remember everything that happened. But oh well, we'll get to that at some point in the future. Yeah. But uh, actually, out of curiosity, since we're here, um, was it basically the same thing that it's here's a bunch of stuff and then we'll learn more in an episode? Yeah, but it's cooler stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. I mean, I like season five too. Also, season five (laughs) premiere was pretty strong. Got it. 
right. Okay, cool. Well, then, in that case, I guess we'll close it out. Tony? Yeah. So, um, join us on our next official episode for Season 3 of Agent Shield, Episode 2, uh, Purpose in the Machine. But really, join us in, uh, probably earlier than that for our review and reaction and response to uh, Avengers Endgame, which comes out this week. Yay! <laughs> um but please remember to follow us on twitter at mcu underscore rewind and please give us a five-star review on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app and this is the marvel cinematic rewind for agents of shield season three episode one laws of nature signing off have a marvelous day but the laws of nature still prevail look at them seeds and look at me Apple didn't fall far from the tree. And I get my water from the rain. And if it don't rain, I'll die. <laughs>